Through my years of praying, practicing listening, going to therapy, and reading books, I feel more confident in hearing my intuition, also closer to it than I ever have. The ultimate hope is to have it be the strongest voice in my life and make every decision from it. I'm going to share the thoughts I shared with this reader and hope it plants a seed for you. My name is Francesca Phillips, and you're listening to The Good Space Podcast, a show where we help you find peace and power in work, relationships, and intuition. Intuition is top of mind for a lot of people right now. After two years of working and sleeping and living basically in the same space, there's a craving for boundaries, for reconnecting with ourselves again. After emailing my readers a post on intuition, I got this question from one of them. They said, quote, my background is in research science and I question everything. I find myself questioning my intuition. Is this real or is this me making something up because I want to feel something spiritual? And if it is real, how do I know? I'm probably not the only one who struggles with this. Any help would be appreciated. Have an amazing day. End quote. First, thank you to this person for sharing their experience and trusting me with this question. I can imagine having the incredible training they do. It would be tough to turn off the questioning. My husband's a lawyer and definitely switches into this mode where he asks questions to get to the root of things. It's part of his training, as I can imagine that would be part of the training of the person who sent this. And on a separate note, I've also felt a similar way about my intuition in my early 20s, where I couldn't discern between intuition or ego self making something up. They are not alone and you aren't either. Through my years of praying, practicing listening, going to therapy, and reading books, I feel more confident in hearing my intuition, also closer to it than I ever have. The ultimate hope is to have it be the strongest voice in my life and make every decision from it. I'm going to share the thoughts I shared with this reader and hope it plants a seed for you. If you have further questions, email me or leave a comment on this episode's blog post. Both are linked in your podcast app's show notes. The TLDR version is... The more time you spend understanding and being with your creative, intuitive self, the more you'll know when it's speaking to you versus your intellect. It's awesome to have an intellect as developed and sharp as you do. It's a necessary tool that complements intuition. The same way you know how to use your intellect and tell when it's working for you, it's the same kind of experience with intuition, but you're using your heart intelligence instead. One thing I want to make clear is it's not like a dichotomous relationship where you either follow your intuition or you follow your intellect, but the two can't coexist together. That couldn't be further from the truth. Your intellect helps you to sift through and navigate and get knowledge so that your intuition can come through loud and clear. They actually help each other very, very well. So I just want to make sure this doesn't come across as oh, ditch the intellect, no more thinking, only feeling. No, we want both of them. But often we can find ourselves really tuned into and have the intellect sharpened and and ready to go and then not really knowing the intuition. So the goal is to know more of the intuition so that you can use both together. And it's natural and easy for a disconnection to happen between the two. But there's a way to combine them again so you can guide your life with your intuition without losing intellect. The four things came to mind about how to know if it's intuition, aka inner wisdom, versus the intellect, aka ego. Hopefully, this isn't too overwhelming. I wanted to give you a supportive 
response and not a quick soundbite answer. The first suggestion is to learn the characteristics of intuition. What's the nature of intuition? From what I've learned, it's quiet, not forceful. It feels coherent throughout your whole body, and it feels expansive and peaceful. Then compare that with characteristics of the ego. It's fearful, anxious, worrisome, and overthinks or strategizes. The ego is in a state of scarcity, whereas the intuition is abundant. Learning this was a game changer for me. It's helpful to remember, too, that the higher self only wants what's best for you. Everything it suggests will feel aligned and peaceful. When you learn to trust that, things change. It doesn't mean you won't feel uncomfortable or fearful after your intuition reveals your truth to you. The ego will still try to jump in and protect you from change, but you'll still feel that underlying feeling of peace and knowing. Here's a fun trick I discovered when it comes to learning the characteristics of the intuition. When I find myself asking a lot of friends their advice about a decision I'm making, that's usually a sign that I know what the real answer is, but I'm afraid to admit it. Because a lot of times the intuition is very clear, very concise, and it's kind of obvious, but a lot of times I didn't, and maybe you didn't want to admit it. And so if you find yourself asking for a lot of advice, take a pause and be like, wait a second, I think I know what the answer is because by asking other friends, you're basically trying to convince yourself out of the thing that you know is true. So the second suggestion for being able to tell your intuition versus your intellect is to practice acting on intuition in small ways. If you're hungry and wonder what to eat, act on the first answer you get in your gut before your mind kicks in. Same if you're wondering what to do with free time. Acting on that first gut feeling builds trust and familiarity with your intuition. And it also lets you practice in a low stakes environment. Now, what if you make the wrong decision while you're learning? That had air quotes around wrong. First, I suggest reframing the idea of right or wrong. Every decision you make is an opportunity to learn. Life isn't as black and white as we think. If you realize the choice you make ultimately doesn't resonate, that's great. You've discovered what doesn't work for you. You'll keep learning what doesn't work for you until all that's left is what does. And the quicker you can allow yourself to learn, the quicker you'll get your answers. So here's something I noticed when I was trying to learn this suggestion. Often when I would choose soda over water, there was an intellectual persuasion that happened. I noticed that my body's intuitive language wanted water, but my mind talked me into soda. Intuitive language doesn't speak in a traditional sense. It's an inner knowing that resonates in your heart and your bones it's a knowing that vibrates in your whole body. Practice hearing that intuitive language. Get familiar with it. The third suggestion is to commune with your intuition every day. Make it a habit to connect with your intuition so it's a familiar and constant presence in your life. Things you can do are create a morning routine, meditate, walk in nature, do something creative like writing or drawing or snapping photos, anything that takes you out of the mind and into the heart. Something I discovered when working on this very suggestion was where your focus goes, your energy flows. The less time I give for my intuition to breathe and lead, the less it influences my life. 
I've had to learn to pivot my orientation from an ego-driven doer mindset to allowing space, being okay with being, not having expectations or end goals with everything I do, acting in faith that receiving abundance and goodness doesn't require constant, diligent effort and force as if I'm not working and enforcing things, then I'll never get something good. That's not how it works. And it's not something that I have to will into existence. It's already there for me. So it's okay to be still. And of course, there are certain things in abundance that you do need to work at every day to become the kind of person that can receive that abundance. So that's a different thing. But in general, nothing horrible is going to happen if you take a rest or a break or take time for your intuition. It actually allows you to be more expansive and efficient because you're tuned in. So the fourth suggestion I had for connecting with your intuition and knowing that it's the intuition versus the intellect is to get curious about ways your intuition speaks to you. Intuition speaks in a language that you understand. So it may speak differently for different people. Think about times you felt prompted or guided. Was there a specific method that the message was delivered? For me, it's usually through a small, quiet voice within and books. Sometimes other ways, but those are the main methods. Every time I have a genuine question or confusion in my life, a book with the exact answers I need appears. I'm someone who internalizes and is most receptive to new knowledge when I'm reading, so it makes sense. So here's what you can do. If you're not sure how your intuition speaks to you, take yourself on a date. Go to your favorite stores or do your favorite activity, whatever you feel inclined and drawn to do. And then take a gentle note of when you are most receptive to new knowledge. What do you tend to gravitate towards? How do you typically feel that answer or that resolution come to your heart or your mind when you're seeking an answer or you're wanting to know if something's right for you? And as a bonus suggestion, what also came to my heart as I was recording this is to allow the transformation or the answer to happen. Because often when I look back at the times that I was confused if it was intuition or my ego, or it was me trying to force the answer or make something up. It was because I was actually afraid of the answer and I wasn't ready for the change that I was seeking. Because often when we ask something to our intuition, we could be asked to do something that we're uncomfortable with, or that will take an effort or a step that is going to be uncomfortable initially. And so I think part of it too, is being willing to be transformed, being willing to have the answers. and. On a note with that as well, the intuition won't force you to do things that you are not ready for. Like if you are only ready for the next step, it will not ask you to do the fifth step. So that's another thing. And another important thing to remember when trusting your intuition and knowing if it's your intuition. So not only will you feel peace and calm when you get an answer, but also you won't be asked to do like, again, step 10. So Just another little note to keep in the back of your mind. So again, I'm going to review the four suggestions, which are one, learn the characteristics of intuition, know what it is, know how it manifests so that anything that isn't what intuition is, you know, it's not intuition Two, practice acting on intuition in small ways. Three, commune with your intuition every day. Give it the space to breathe and speak and be with you and exist. And then four, get curious about ways your intuition speaks to you. Learn what that special language is that you have with your intuition. And then the bonus tip 
is obviously being open to and receptive and allowing the transformation that is trying to be made through you. As you keep incorporating these suggestions, I hope you'll get more comfortable and intimate with your intuition and soon that it becomes second nature. Hopefully this was helpful. And if you have any follow-up questions, don't hesitate to send them my way. Now it's time for an affirmation. I commune with my intuition daily and give it the space to communicate with me. If you found today's tips inspiring or thought-provoking, share it right now on social media and make sure to tag me at Francesca A. Phillips or at Find Your Good Space and also weigh in in the comment section at findyourgoodspace.com. You can find links in the show notes. And if you have a spiritual or mindfulness problem that you want me to unpack on an upcoming The Good Space episode or an awesome manifesting story you want to share, give my podcast phone line a ring right now at 917-719-0867. Also, don't forget to download my free morning routine guide. It's what helped me reduce my anxiety, increase productivity, and so much more. The link to everything I mentioned is in the show notes. See you soon.